the college football experience, Eastern Michigan Eagles, 2023 season preview episode uh, on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by old bird dog shorts. Yes. Dominate the summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti style tumbler. When you order over at birddogs.com slash pool, once again, that is birddogs.com slash pool. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. YouTube, youtube.com slash uh, the college experience. Cause I am rocking my Eastern Michigan t-shirt. Look, perhaps you're wondering just who the hell uh, you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Uh, would have killed a normal man, but nah, no, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Yes! Yes! I'm excited. These are, you know, this team is near and dear to my heart. When you're talking Maction, hopefully listen to our Maction episodes when November comes around. You know I'm an EMU guy. Home is where the heart is. They say I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating sideline kiss, stealing, wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Let's get it going, buddy. Let's get it going. Talking about, you're talking about uh, a program. That is really on the come up, Patty C. And that is because Chris won Creighton. Making things happen. Gotta be the winningest coach in program history at this point, I would think. He is a. I'm surprised he's not. You know, we saw Leipold go to Kansas. Surprised Creighton just sitting out there. Seems like, you know, hey, uh, UVA goes, let's get Tony Elliott here. Let's get all these other. It's like Chris Creighton's just winning games over here. Well, let me tell you what. Unfortunately for the fan base, it doesn't register that winning seven games at a very terrible like he won situation. nine last year, buddy. Well, he did, you know, and and so last year, boom! Now he's on the radar. He's got it. He should be, uh, especially at Eastern Michigan. But before that, you know, it's just not registering on most people's radars how good of a job he's been doing. But when uh, you're, I hear there's rumors on the uh, <laughs> internets, when you talk about, I mean, this team. Since 1990, prior to his arrival, which was what 24 years, a single winning season at six and five. Uh, I'm looking at their head-to-head matchups against all other schools. They don't have more than a two-game lead on any school. <laughs> they've and that's like four schools. They basically have a losing record against every team they've ever played. Well, Creighton's bringing them out of the woodworks, man. You hear that? Bo, that's Chris Creighton's eagle. They have maybe the best. We're going to talk about this later. 
one of the best fields in college football. Oh, 100%. And the USFL, as much as we enjoy it, we host the USFL Gambling Podcast. Subscribe. But uh, they dropped the ball because they played at that stupid, stupid roller rink in Detroit called yeah. Ford Field. And uh, they could have played at the factory, AKA Rhinearson Field. Yeah. This that's that stadium's awesome. A, it looks like you're watching an Army Navy game out of 1940. Yeah. Right. But also, it's just better. It's just a better football stadium. Football is meant to be outdoors. You know what they need yeah. to somehow do? Make it gray, but play on natural grass. Yeah. Paint the grass gray before. Say, just I like I did with my ECU shirt, man. Yeah. Just paint. You it. just paint it every day. So I'm saying, you get tackled, you might get a little high. Smell, <laughs> smell that spray paint. All right. <laughs> we all sniffed a little paint in our day. Come yeah. on. I would just assume that everyone's sniffing glue uh, at, at uh, in Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti. <laughs> Uh, but I'm excited to talk all about Eastern Michigan because I really believe and Patty, see, we're going to get into this, but before we do that, I want to tell you folks out there that the Eastern Michigan Eagles, 2023 season preview episodes brought to you by bird dog shorts. Bird dogs make you look good. Oh, it's like hiring Chris Creighton. It's going to make you look good. All right. So that athletic director, he might've been wearing bird dogs when he hired Chris Creighton because something was done, right? Something was cool. Yeah. Uh, bird dogs are stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg area, giving you a truly sculpted look. You're going to look, you're going to look like Samson Evans when you put these things on. All right. Bold uh, look, bird dog shorts. Uh, they fit way better than regular shorts. Regular shorts are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric. That looks just like khakis, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice all that movement. And Bird Dog uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. All right. And smelling all right. Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter the, the promo code pool. That's P O O L for a free Yeti style tumbler. It's going to give you a tumbler in here. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We could promise you that. All right, Patty C. We are back on the college football experience. Eastern Michigan Eagles, uh, 2023 season preview. Patty C. You know this is a school. So not only this is why I thought maybe he would pop up on their map is because he has wins. Uh, I think pretty much every year except the COVID year because they didn't play anyone outside of their conference. Rutgers. He won at Rutgers. He won at Illinois. He won at Purdue. And last year he won at Arizona State. He also beat Coastal Carolina not that long ago. They had very they had a four point loss against Pitt in a bowl game, a four point loss at Kentucky not that long ago, and a three point overtime loss at San Diego State. I mean, he's got these guys, and that's one of the things that's most impressive about him is even in the even in the losses. I know you could say, well, he's forty six and sixty one in nine years. It's not a great, it's an unbelievable record at Eastern Michigan. First off, yeah. Then you look, and they're one of these teams that's going to play. So they're going to probably blow out two to three teams every year. Right. Yeah. And they'll probably lose one game a year by double digits. The rest, <laughs> let me just rattle. Check us out. He played seven, one score games in 2016. So he was there. He his first year was 2014, 14 and 15. They were ass. He was building it right. 16 when they really turned the corner. So they went five and two in, in one score games in 2016. Right. Yeah. So seven, one score games in 16, nine in 2017, right? They went three and six in those. They didn't make a bowl that year. Right? I mean, this sounds like your typical progression. Yeah. Lose big, lose close, win close. And now they're at 
maybe uh, win big here. Six and one in close games a year ago. Nice. My point is, is that even this is what you got to be we're happy. At stage three in that process. Now we're at win close. Yes. You know what's next? Yes, MAC championship. Win big, baby. Well. Patty, see, my point is though, is it as an EM, if you're an EMU fan, you got to just be like, Hey, we're in every game. Normally one clunker. And sometimes that's when you're playing a P five, right? Yeah. But in, in Mac play, you, you're either winning or you're in the game with five minutes left. And, and that to me is unbelievable considering how bad this program was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. They were trash. Let's be honest. And this guy's won everywhere he's been, Chris Creighton. He won when he was at Ottawa College in Kansas, 32 and 9. When he went to Wabosh with the little giants there. No, I'm not talking about the Ed O'Neill Al Bundy movie. He went 63 and 15 at Wabosh, right? Mm-hmm. Then he goes to Drake, 44 and 22 in the Pioneer League. This is a fucking guy who knows how to win, dude. I'll tell you what. He is currently uh number three all time on the overall wins list on uh, Eastern Michigan's coaches uh, four wins behind Fred Trosco, uh, which we expect him to uh, surpass this year and become number two on the list behind Elton Ryan himself. There we go. Creighton field. Let's just call the One factory day. Creighton field. Creighton field. Is let's gonna go. Happen. Uh, let's, let's uh, talk about the portal though. Cause we grade the portal for each and every one of these teams because it's so huge in college football these days. Um, well, first off, big loss. Darius Lassiter, they're one of their better wideouts over the past few years. I know from DFS, he's gone to BYU, getting some of that, getting some of that Provo money. Uh, also running back Darius Boone, who if you played DFS over the years, he was a good running back. He's in the portal too. Now he hasn't landed anywhere, but that's a name that stands out to me as a substantial loss, even though they have Samson Evans. Uh, cornerback Corey Thomas, quarterback Aaron Jackson to Robert Morris. This one was huge. Offensive tackle, left tackle Marcellus Johnson, Missouri, and the SEC money comes in and mm. plucks him out of the uh, tight end Cole Rusk, linebacker Bryson Huddleston, cornerback Isaiah Watson, wide receiver Sean Stewart, wide receiver Dennis Smith. But the real substantial ones, I think, are Lassiter, Boone, and uh, and Johnson. Patty C. Those are big losses because that's that's three guys w- that are just known commodities on this team. I mean, this team uh, they are they are transfer portal fodder, one hundred percent. I mean, this it, it, for a guy like Creighton, where but the question is, is why? If you watch the NFL draft, they had two guys drafted this past year in C- City So at the guard spot, and then Jose Ramirez who lit the Mac on fire. That's the first time sacks. since nineteen seventy seven they had two guys drafted. So But if you look back two thousand nineteen, Max Crosby, they're doing something right right now. Over the past few years, they've really started to whether it was Pat O'Connor in seventeen, uh running back Darius Jackson uh, you know in sixteen. So those are all Creighton guys. He's starting to get guys drafted and Max Crosby's a superstar in the NFL. You got a point there, man. I mean, the moving, yeah, Max Crosby is solid. And then you're right, 2016, 17, 19, and 2 in 2023. Prior to that, only a couple draft picks prior, uh, since 1980. Well, and, and some of those don't get credited. They transferred out and then they went to the pros. You know what I mean? So yeah. they get credited by their last destination, not who built them. Yeah. And now that's yeah. happening more yeah. to uh, Creighton than ever. But I would say, why not stay there? We talked about NIL money. Charlie Batch is, is, is you know, he's him and he's involved with a uh, NIL collective to get some, to get some, some players paid and old uh, yep. Salanti. Let's well, go. I'll tell you what, this is the type of guy that, you know, for whatever reason, hasn't gotten the opportunity and the look from outside schools, or maybe he's the kind of guy that's just going to stay there. 
And if he is that kind of guy and he's building this thing up, you know, the problem with Mac coaches is as soon as they get good, they get plucked. Urban Meyer, Nick Saban. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You might have heard a few of them. But Lance Leipold. If, if Creighton stays around, maybe he raises Eastern Michigan into a legendary program. We know damn well that won't happen. Someone's gonna give this guy a crack eventually. Yeah, yeah. So look, they lost those guys in the portal that I alluded to. Lasseter, Johnson, and Boone. Three productive guys. They lost more than that, but those three stand out as substantial losses. They bring in, though, offensive tackle, Owen. Snively from Colorado State. They also bring an offensive lineman, Chris Mayo from West Virginia, and a Juco transfer in the offensive line in Dan Sunderman. Then they bring in two wide receivers, Terry Lockett from Michigan State and wide receiver Javon Swinton from Indiana, who's penciled in to be a starter and had over 33 catches with the Hoosiers a season ago. So, uh, no stranger to Big Ten quality defenses. You got to like that. I kind of think that I, I know Lasseter was a commodity, and I know the left tackle Johnson. Is so that's huge to lose, but you're bringing in what f- three power five players, a Colorado State offensive tackle, and a Juco, which who knows how good that you know Sunderman will be. But the Juco ranks does give us gems time and time again. Do you think they won or lost the portal, Patty C? I mean, it sounds like they did, did a pretty good job plugging it up, but yeah, it is tough to say. I would say. Losing players like that on the offensive line, and you know, losing uh, City Sow, uh, the offensive lineman to the Patriots to the yeah, draft. Yeah, maybe they take a step back. Um, but uh, West Virginia, we said, uh, was one of the linemen they brought. Yeah, in. yeah. So now the Indiana guy was a, a wide, wide out. out. Uh, wide outs from Michigan State and Indiana. Okay, there you uh, go. offensive lineman from Colorado State, which Steve Adazio uh, recruit. He knows how to coach the offensive line. That's true. Uh, Chris Mayo at West Virginia, and then Sunderman from the JUCO ranks. I mean, I feel like uh, Creighton probably is building building his roster. And real quick, I'll dive into recruiting how well he's done there. Uh, you know, six years ago they were one twenty two, um, and then uh, one oh seven, ninety seven. They dropped back to one twenty eight, but then the last two cycles, I guess twenty twenty three and twenty four, eighty four and eighty seven. He seems to be getting the talent in the door, like you said, maybe dangling the uh, NFL uh, potential in front of players. Yeah, yeah, development has been really key there. I'd say he's probably. I, I'm confident that he's going to bring the talent in he needs to keep this thing going. Yeah. So uh, I would say. I mean, let's talk about the offense because offensive coordinator they have two OCs in Mike Piatowski and uh, Sean Coughlin not Tom Coughlin Sean Coughlin I <laughs> I, I wonder if they might have a uh, a uh, what a uh, what did I say Phil Walsh on the uh, is Phil Walsh coaching is, is maybe they have a Phil Parcells and a uh, who's the defensive coordinator uh, <laughs> Phil Belichick they got <laughs> Phil Belichick they just got uh, guys uh, you know uh, just coaching names uh, yeah, close, lineage. Yeah. Close, but no cigar. <laughs> it's like, we can't get Tom Coughlin. Oh, this guy's named Sean Coughlin. Let's hire him. <laughs> all right. Maybe some fans will get confused and buy more season tickets. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> all right. Either way, they're not doing a, a terrible job. They were 54th in the nation scoring offense a season ago, Patty C. Yeah. And I think there is continuity there. You know, uh, the publications and even their website seems to be a little confused about who the actual offensive coordinator is, but we fixed the glitch, right? We fixed the it's gl- someone, yeah. someone's calling the place. Uh, well, you know, uh, 82nd in rush off at 75th and pass off total offense, 87th. Okay. Uh, 
quarterback situation that they got to, you know, they got a brand new quarterback sort of Austin Smith penciled in to be the starter. I know they still have the Cincinnati transfer backing him up, but Smith did end up finishing the Arizona state game, which is huge. They won in Tempe. And that's one of those buy games where they flew out to Arizona and they paid him like $2 million to play. And then they come back home with that bag of cash and the dub and the dub. Uh, you gotta like that. He also started another game, but he got knocked out of, it. I believe it was the Kent state game. How do we feel about Austin Smith coming back? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tough, right? We did we did not a huge sample size, but I can tell you this, I believe in Creighton's eye for for offenses, but you know, specifically. No, so uh, how do they do? They were the uh 82nd rushing offense, the 75th, 75th passing uh offense. Somehow the Taylor Powell gone, he was good. Troy transfer. But it's just plug and play it seems like Ben Bryant the year before. It seems like just plug and play, right? I mean, those aren't outstanding numbers in the uh, uh, from an offensive production standpoint. But they traditionally under Creighton have kind of been a ball control kind of team. Yeah, not cranking out explosive offenses, but winning close games more recently. Yeah. Well, uh, Sam, let me talk to Samson Evans because he is back at running back, and this guy's a fucking beast. Mm. One of the best running backs in the MAC, I think you could say. I know you know first season, a first uh, team preseason all conference. And Car- Carson Lexington Steele, uh, our pal, he's out now in, in L.A. in Westwood. Yeah, but kindred spirits, yeah, both beasts. Uh, now, um, uh, Evans was a uh, Iowa transfer. Iowa transfer, you you gotta love that. Yeah, I know yeah. you love oh, that, love, right, dude? There's something about his aesthetic. The number twenty two, the green and yeah. and and gray. You know, I don't know. It's, it's a just, good look. And it's a good the power look, back, man. it's beautiful. The, on yeah. that on that sweet ass gray turf. Yeah. Uh so Austin Smith, like I said, pencil to start. Evans is back, and then star wide out. And you've played, look, if you listen to our Tuesday Maction episodes or our DFS episodes in general, uh when college football season comes around, Tanner Canoe is a fucking beast at wide receiver. I have rostered this guy on some winning some winning rosters. So uh he's back. So look, you might be breaking in a new quarterback. And I know your 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 offensive line took a hit, but like having Samson Evans and Canoe back are huge. And then you bring in those two big ten wideouts in the portal. I think the offense has potential if Smith can be good yeah. to be really Some really nice solid. weapons yeah. to walk into there. Uh, they get two of five back on the offensive line though. Uh, they bring back the right side, the right guard Alex Howie and, and right tackle Brian Dooley. Uh, we'll see how the transfers. Pan out because that's kind of the question mark here. Offense, you know, for your offense is the O line and quarterback play. But like to me, if you win at Arizona State, you kind of, kind of got something there a little bit. But uh, what do you make of the offense, Patty? See, you think it will be similar or will it be improved? Will it regress? Mm, well, I mean, statistically, it's funny because they were a much better scoring offense than they were a yardage offense. So maybe, uh, the defense gave them some short fields to work with, and they were able to convert with that. But um, I mean, I think they're going to be serviceable. I think I think they're we're going to have to expect the same thing. When when the strength of your team is your running attack, you know you're going to rely on ball control. But you're right, the explosive receivers that they seem to have maybe things open up a little bit. Well, defensively, they were pretty solid last year for Ben Needham's. Uh, Defense here. Uh, he's the DC there. 84th in scoring defense, 73rd in rush defense, 56th in pass defense, 65th in total defense. I mean, look, I know you rattled off and said, Oh, that's dude for the Mac. That's good. That's, I bet you that's one of the better Mac defenses. 
Um, well, when you consider that they play a lot of tough non-conference games sometimes and just get routed, and their often their statistics get completely skewed based off that. One of four back on the D line, concerning because Jose Ramirez is in the NFL. He had twelve sacks a season ago. Mm. Can they? Are they gonna have someone step up and fill that void? Jose Ramirez ain't walking through that door, Colby. Jose Ramirez getting it done. But how about this though? They bring back pretty much everyone else. Yes, uh, seven back on defense and uh, the entire linebacking core, and three of four in the secondary, led by TJ PV. The linebacking core with Chase Klein and Joe Sparacio, they're good and they're back. And you know, I know they got the corner, uh, Kempton, uh, Shine, Cle- Kempton Shine. That is a very good corner. Kicker and punter are back on special teams. Patty C. Like if the defensive line, I know you losing twelve sacks is fucking huge, but like, I think the defense could be, or at least the same, if not better. I think the defensive side of the ball is going to be better than the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, well, that. yeah. Six, six, uh, six, seven. We, we, we pretty routinely say that if you want to bring back experience, you usually want it on the defensive line first. Now they bring back what one out of four on the defensive front, six out of seven on the back seven. But still, when you bring back seven players on the defense, you, you think you're going to improve usually, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know uh, Peyton price at the nose tackle spot is the guy they're excited about. So maybe, maybe, uh, Maybe he's the next NFL player there. No matter what, Chris Creighton has been improving his on-field product as evidenced by the wins, win totals year to year. And this number right here seems pretty attainable uh, at first glance based on that nine and four record last year. Yeah. So we're going to talk all about it. We're going to go game by game on the Eastern Michigan football schedule. But before we do that, uh, I gotta get, I gotta tell you that the college football experience, Eastern Michigan preview is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. Uh, best ball mania is here and underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Yes. Underdog pick is also a great way to get down on favorite. Some of your favorite MLB player props. Also when college football season comes around, we load up, they have great player props for college football players. Uh, so you, there's so many ways to win with underdog and it's active in so many different States. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N. All right. We are back. Patty. See, I'm excited for Friday ESPN September 1st. There's only like five or six games on Friday. We get to dive into the bison of Howard out of Washington, DC when they come up to Ypsilanti. This will be a crushing. Yes. Eastern Michigan takes down Howard one and L. And by the way, if, if you're watching on YouTube right now, youtube.com slash the college experience, you see the win total by the way. Shout out to Cam Kerr, our graphics guy. Six and a half is the win total, Patty. See, just that in its own right. It's like Creighton's doing an amazing job. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're expected to go bowling. Yeah. You're doing a dang good job. One and L, right? Now comes the most interesting. If you have a bad year and you're still expected to go bowling, if you underperform and are still expected to going, you're doing a damn good job, Chris Creighton. Now comes the most interesting one because I mentioned the past. I think COVID being the only year, I think five straight years, they've beaten a power five, right? Minnesota opens the season on a Thursday night primetime against Nebraska. Mm. I expect him to beat Rule in his first game. So then be flying high. And then we saw Minnesota. When did they, was it last year they lost to Bowling Green or two years ago? Uh, I think it was two. But 
I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to double. I'm, lo- I'm, I'm checking right now. No, I, I think it was two years ago. I think you're right. Um, but this, this is uh, look, uh, he, he's proven this. And by the way, that team that won nine games for Minnesota two years ago, nine and four, they beat Miami, Ohio by five points. And then they lost to Bowling green by four. Both were in Minneapolis, Patty C. So watch Fleck. Fleck might he's a Mac guy. Played at Northern Illinois. Yeah, well, coached at Western did Michigan. He, is he undefeated against Creighton at this point? I'd have to assume so. Probably because His he was star early started on. Started to yeah. rise a little yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um. He did, what do you? What's going on here? You taking the MU? You got any cojones? No, I'm not uh, going into Minneapolis and getting this W. But I think it's possible if they, if they sit here and pound this rock. I mean, I, we haven't done the Minnesota preview yet, so I have to get more information on them. But if they're not like, you know, this is early in the season. Minnesota's replacing Tanner Morgan and Muhammad Ibrahim. Just saying, <laughs> those are not small just pieces. Saying, just saying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's take Minnesota because they'll be favored. But sure. one, one and one. Yeah. Now uh, Don Brown comes back to the scene of the crime. Used to coach in Michigan. To take on Eastern Michigan, trying to get into Detroit, not getting it done. Uh, Eastern Michigan beat UMass last year. They're going to do it again this year. Yeah, what was the score last year? Actually, game? UMass got up early. <laughs> Dude, they had to come back twenty to thirteen. Okay, no, no, no. It was like I feel like it was twenty to no, uh, thirteen, nothing. Wow. And then Eastern Michigan had to score twenty unanswered. Well, Donnie Brown's no slouch of a coach, you know, and maybe I, I want to say typically. Year two yeah, is when he yeah. starts to turn it around. Look out! I still got Eastern Michigan. I do here. too. So especially because it's in September. If it was later in the year, I'd worry more. Yeah. Two and one, and then they oh, head down one. to take on your boy Rich Rod. <laughs> now this is one that I feel like is going to be hotly contested the week of. I'm going to be talking shit because yes. Rich Rod, Rich Rod, you know whatever. He's a much more, uh, you know, famous coach. I, I guess I could say, but I feel like he gets shit on by the general public. For stupid reasons, a lot of the time, yeah. he's underrated in my opinion. Hold on, hold on. So Eastern Michigan at Jacksonville State for the audience. This is it, you know in Jacksonville, Alabama. They're brand new to the FBS uh, this year, but just a couple years ago, won at Florida State. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean, the Zion Webb is their quarterback. And that he's was back. before Rich Ride got there. Now you're bringing in a coach that's proven it at a bunch Z- of places. Zion Webb's a Clemson transfer. Uh, so hey, watch out! Watch Look out, out, indeed. What are you doing here? I'm going fucking Gamecock. I think baby. I am too. Wow, dude, they're a legit. Yeah, the, like they're a legit team. Uh, so I got a, I got a two and two, and then they head to Kelly Short Stadium, your favorite name of a stadium, and uh, to take on CMU. This game is gigantic. This game is gigantic. Like the effing Titanic. Uh, yes, yes, and too soon. And and what do you got going here, Mount Pleasant? Um. What did they do last year against Central Michigan? Uh, I think they whooped their ass. They beat them 38 19 at home. Yeah. Um, but this is a tricky back one. Back to back road. And I, it is back to back road. And also, Central Michigan, I think it's going to be a lot better this year. But Central Michigan's coming off a trip down to South Alabama. Both these Michigan schools going down to Alabama to play some ball. Going down to Dixie. Yeah. Uh, wait, who's uh, who's uh, Central Michigan's coach? Jim McElwain. McElwain, that's yeah. right. He's getting that thing turned around. Yeah. I'm going Creighton here. I am too. I am Both too. Got them three and two. Three and two in September. Uh, then they are taking on Ball State at uh, the factory here in Ypsilanti. No Carson steals. We alluded to. I think they get that done. Yep. I got them four and two. Patty C. Yep. 
And then Kent State, who I think is going to be one of the worst teams in college football this year because they lost everybody. So at Ryan Harrison, I will move to five and two. I agree, although four and three seems like it would be likely at this point. But it, on a game by game basis, five and two is where I have them as well. Then they head to the Kolb, the Kolb, the Kolb. I always <laughs> silenced the L before assuming. I don't know. I get, we get like Kolb. ten. 10 uh, iTunes reviews say I can't this this guy's a it's a good show but that idiot doesn't know how to say the cob. Uh, uh I feel like midwesterners aren't capable of uh you know silent letters they just very salt of the earth people you know whatever mm. they're not fancy like that So who you taking here against Thomas Hammock up in Husky Stadium on October 21st Well you always are talking about how live of an environment Husky Stadium I think it's is. one of the harder places to catch a dub I think by now they're due their third loss. So I'm going to hand it to them. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Now here's where it gets interesting. Now Western Michigan, but they're in year one of their, their uh, new coach coming in. Mm. Um, And I think Eastern Michigan just way, way ahead of them. So 22 point win on the road against Western Michigan last year for Eastern Michigan coming back home. Yep. That's a W. Yep. So that puts me at uh, six and three, six and three. They get a bye week before Maction Maction Wednesday starts. And this game is huge. This game might decide the Mac championship. Now I hate to tell you this Cole, but I think I've finally settled on my team in the oh, Mac. Oh, and it's, it's the Rockets. The Rockets. Oh man. The Toledo Rockets. You are a saving guy. Right? <laughs> uh, don't, don't put that on me. Well, uh, man. So I got to take Toledo though. I think Toledo's just better right now. Yeah. It's going to be a magic. Uh, that's a great, that's magic a great Wednesday night mag- game action game on Wednesday, November 4th. I mean, for as great as the factory is the glass bowl is freaking excellent. Yeah. Also six and four. Then they're hosting the Akron zips. I'll move to seven and four. That cashes the over. Patty know, we we were very high on uh, Joe Moorhead. Moorhead and I, I think it's a dangerous spot because that's going to be towards year three to him. Yep. So it is a very dangerous game. I'll put it like I this. I guess you can call that a short week coming from a Wednesday to a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Not usual, but uh, uh, that, then they're at Buffalo. So I'll, I'll put it like this. I think they're capable of winning both. I'll, I'll have them going one and one, but that will put them at seven and five. And I'm on the over. Yeah. Patty C you agree? I agree. We're both on the over the overs are starting to fly off the shelves folks. Now I would say that when you're only a half uh half game over, it's hard to feel very confident and I don't but, feel uh, extremely confident eight and four. Yeah. I think yeah. I would, I'm fairly confident they get to seven. I think, uh, I mean, there's some games there that are 50, 50, like you know, the Central Michigan game's kind of scary to me, but they could also beat Northern Illinois and DeKalb. They could beat Jacksonville State. We're yeah. handing them a loss yeah, there. They could beat Minnesota. They beat f- f- what? How many? I said four straight years of beating a Power Five. Yeah. So it's possible that Chris they, Creighton yeah. is no stranger to this game. Uh, they might go undefeated. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but uh, what's what's the game you're mo- What would be the top two games you're most excited to watch, Patty C? Well, it's pretty straightforward for me. Jacksonville State game. Yep. It's very cool. Cool, cool matchup there. Very different styles. Chris Creighton, a pounded out kind of guy. Uh, Rich Rodriguez, a high speed. As, yeah, that's what I worry about. Those athletes, uh, the speed. I don't know if Eastern <laughs> Michigan has that speed. <laughs> that, that, for for folks in uh, Big Ten country, you know, which obviously the MAC is, they are very well aware of the Southern speed. So uh, coping with that is always difficult. But I think Creighton may be able to do it. 
But the other one, obviously Toledo, baby. Yeah, Wednesday, November eighth. Highlight those games. games. Yeah. Uh, uh, of course, the Minnesota games interesting to me to watch as well. Yeah, you pull that upset. Yeah, and the whole season's a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go, folks. So I'm on the over. Patty C's on the over. And look, before we get out of here, I got Michael Barker here to talk about his travels to the factory and and Ypsilanti. I did a little interview with him. So without any further ado, here is Michael, aka College Football Campus Tour. Joining us on the Eastern Michigan Eagles 2023 college football season preview is Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour folks. You need to be following his Twitter account on Twitter at CFB campus tour, because the guy goes to every single game. I feel like if you're watching Maction on a Tuesday, Wednesday night, there's like a 90% chance he's at the games. I feel like uh, look, we're talking Eastern Michigan football, Michael and, and right Nearson stadium. Is that what it is? I, I, am I pronouncing that correctly? You are pronouncing it correctly. Reinerson stadium. Uh, yes. Maction. These are the, the games that are going to be on national TV. A traveler like me loves to get the Tuesday, Wednesday games going in November. Uh, you can hit 15 games in 19 days. And if you double up on a Saturday for three weeks straight, you can do 18 and 19 games. So it's the best time of the year. Uh, uh, Reinerson opened in 1969. It had 15,000 seats. Since then, it's doubled. Uh, it's named after their former coach, Elton Reinerson, who coached uh, Eastern Michigan for 26 years, nicknamed the Factory. Uh, what we know it best for is its gray turf. It was installed in 2014. And uh, in 2018, they built a $20 million athletic center in the north end zone. Um, so it's come a long way in the you know 50 plus years that it's been around. Yes. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, out of all the colored turf out there, this is the best one. It is the best one because it feels like you're watching a football game back in the 1940s. And I and I see they used to host uh, the Detroit Wheels of the original World League in the in the 70s here. Look, uh, I th- I know the USFL was talking about playing their games there and said they went to Ford Field, which no, you know, they don't have fans sh- show up anyway. It's a brand new league. I don't understand why you would choose a gigantic venue like this. I think this one's perfect. Uh, tell me about your experiences though. What games did you go to? So I've been to two games. One was a, a Tuesday night action game in 2021. Uh, the one that was most memorable for me was actually in 2018. Uh, they beat Akron 27 to seven, and it was part of a double header. I went to that game at noon and then drove, I think it was about two and a half miles to Notre Dame playing Florida state and Florida state got thrashed. It was like 52 to 10. Uh, but it's, you know, for, uh, again, for a traveler, you're trying to uh, come up with ways to maximize your trips. And normally you're not going to use a, a matching game on a weeknight, but to get a double header, a big victory by EMU, and then get a bucket list place like Notre Dame. It was a great experience. Oh, it sounds amazing, man. I, I got to get over there to, to like it. I, for some reason out of all the Mac schools, I like Eastern Michigan the most, even as a kid, when they were terrible in the, in the, in the nineties and the late eighties and stuff, uh, they were a really bad program. And I still something about them. Me and my brother would catch these matching games going on. They hadn't done Tuesday, Wednesdays yet. It was more so Thursdays, but back then we were like, Hey, we got to choose a team in the Mac. And I was like, okay, Eastern Michigan's my team. So I really want to get to the stadium. I got some t-shirts at the house, Eastern Michigan. I should have been wearing it for this episode, but, uh, yeah, I got it. I got to get to a game here. And where does this rank among your your Mac experiences? I mean, just you know, I know I know I'm kind of hot potatoing you this right now, but is, is it up there as one of the better ones, or where where, where would you put this? I really like the stadium uh, because it's it's big. It feels big. I mean, thirty thousand is one of the bigger stadiums in the Mac. 
their sight lines are good everywhere. You know, they have uh, on the, the roadside bleachers, they have a uh, banner up. It says the factory. And you're talking about having, you know, just this kind of affinity for Eastern Michigan, not being able to explain. Well, the reason they call it the factory, it's uh, the place where the coaches show up every day to help the students become E-tough. So it's kind of buying into that Detroit Motor City, uh, come to work, punch the time clock, and they call it like a factory, like you're putting in a shift. So it's just a, a cool vibe out there. And, you know, anytime you're out in the elements, we've talked about outdoor football, November, uh, to get extra games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and, and be able to catch four or five games in the year. It's fun. So uh, out, football is meant to be played outdoors. And, and if you want to battle the elements and take in some uh, good football, this is the place for you. Amen, man. And don't go to that Ford field nonsense unless you want to go catch a ACDC concert or something. I don't know. Just don't. <laughs> You want to go catch football in Michigan? Go here. Go go some of the other great stadiums in the state. But that, yeah, look, I, the curse of Bobby Lane. They, that they talk about this as why the Lions haven't been winning. I would say that they built a dome, and ever since they built a dome, their win percentage went way down. And they're one of many schools. Or, I mean, many teams slash schools. You can go Syracuse. Their win percentage is down since they built a dome. The Vikings win percentage is down since I did a deep dive on this. All right, so. Play to your advantages, folks. And I got to get to Ryan Nearson Stadium. Michael, I appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, maybe one one of these Maxion wacky Tuesdays or Wednesdays, you'll catch me uh, or we can meet up for a beer at uh, Ryan Nearson Stadium, man. That sounds like a plan, Colby. Thank you. You're welcome. There we go. Michael Barker, Patty C. We got to get ourselves up to the factory, man. The factory. I mean, that was giving me uh what eight mile vibes when you were talking about it. You know, Detroit factory job. You know, you're just punching the clock. Detroit wheels used to play there back in the day. You only get one shot. Do not ch- miss your chance to blow Colby. Yeah. And Michigan Panthers should probably be playing there and look, Eastern Michigan, Patty C. Will they be playing for the Mac championship this year. It seems like you might have Toledo, your, your rockets, apparently. <laughs> oh gosh. Same division. So uh, you, they, they Look, couldn't be playing Toledo in the in Mac. The Mac if you're going to predict one of the teams to win the championship, <laughs> you're an ass clown because <laughs> there's about, you know, a, a, a fraction of a hair that separates all of the teams in the Mac. <laughs> Well, we're both on the over. Hopefully, uh, we're we're right about that, uh, folks. I'm very excited to watch EMU football always, and you should be too. And subscribe to us. We have the college football experience, the college basketball experience. I know you guys had a Monty Bates last year, just didn't work out. Also, the college baseball experience. We come together as one on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash the college experience. But subscribe to all those feeds. I also host the FCS college football experience, which you should check out. Uh, and, and, and shout out to Ferris State out there winning. They're in Michigan. Uh, they're D two, but uh, we cover them a little bit on the FCS college football experience. Great Folks, uniforms. Oh yeah, really, really, really fly uniforms. They should play. I wish Ferris State should play Eastern Michigan. Let's get them in the MAC. Right. Can you do that with the D two? I don't uh, think so. Yeah. I don't Move think up so. to the FCS Ferris State. Let's yeah, go. there we go, folks. Uh, get the SGPN app in the App Store and Google Play Store. It's free to download. You get access to all of our picks, podcasts, all that good stuff, uh, content, interviews, all that good stuff. You got to check it out. Um, and also make sure you, uh, you know, uh, hop in the discord and talk college football with us on those wacky action Tuesdays and Wednesdays, or just in general, we're always talking college football sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. And uh, yeah. All right. I mean, I'm ex- I'm really am excited to watch another year of Chris Creighton. After year after year, I, I, I mean, we've been doing this podcast for like six, seven years now. Yeah. Uh, 
I've, I started out laughing at you about Eastern Michigan, and you've been hyping Chris Creighton for so Nine long. Nine wins last year, buddy. <laughs> I'm finally kind of. I mean, I'm definitely a fan, but I'm kind of excited actually to see if what they can do this year. Let's go, let's go, folks. This is the college football experience, Eastern Michigan style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here.